What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, November 7, 2022. I'm your host, Corey Smith, being joined, as always, by my main roster mate and yours at home, Mr. Jose Oseguera. How's everybody doing over in the internet land? How are you, Mr. Smith? I'd like to wish everybody a happy November. Uh, yeah. Everything is uh, getting darker sooner. Happy daylight savings. Yeah, I, I, I know it's the end of daylight saving. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, mean. I, I know. But our bodies aren't adjusted, man. Like it's dark so early. I'm not used to this. If you haven't heard that, anyone say that yet? There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm all autumn, uh, autumned up in here. You know, I got my fireplace going. Got my pumpkins. Look in front of that. Love it. It's great. Yeah. I feel like fucking Martha Stewart over here. <laughs> over here but you know <clears throat> nonetheless we're not here to talk about my favorite fall recipes it's pumpkin cheesecake but we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about this i guess this little plus week in pro wrestling because wwe crown jewel just happened and we're going to go through the whole show sasha banks is teasing something crazy and uh <laughs> jeff jarrett and bandito are all elite and we're going to get into all of that. But before I do, guys, what would you do if you had to take care of your podcast like you took care of your car and you had the same wrestling podcast for the rest of your life? That's mm-hmm. why City Wrestling Radio, we're not anything like BetterHelp, but we're here to help you. So help us help you by supporting City Wrestling Radio and clicking the like button down below. Subscribe, share, do all of that because all of it, like I said, it helps us help you and it's a fucking crazy world out there you ever felt so stressed out just you wanted to unwind and just listen to a couple of bros talk about other bros throwing each other around half naked well and women and women too well well not 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 this this weekend usually they were fully clothed this weekend but go ahead like share subscribe and, uh, you know, follow us on social media at City Wrestling Radio. It really does help us out and it helps us grow. The better we are, uh, the better your listening experience is. So, like I said, help us help you. Yeah, and it's quality posts. It's not like we uh, drown your feed. So don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I give you information on that Instagram. Like, yes, sir. So there's so much information on our Instagram about <laughs> stats and pro wrestling that you would never ask for. Go get it there. And it, yeah, yeah, it's good bar talk. Anyways, let's get into it, Jose. Crown Jewel 2022. This was a strange, strange show, I felt like. and Very, oh, man, very contrived, right? Like A lot of house show vibes. House show vibes, Because yes. I felt like they were trying to check off all of these boxes of types of matches. Okay, we have our monster match. We have our cage match. We have, you know, our women's match. We have the crazy hardcore match, you know, mm-hmm. the tag team match. Uh, and I also felt like the crowd was people said the crowd was hot, but I don't I don't know. Did, the, that, did the, That's did where the, I get the contrived. Did part, you right? feel like the it, audio was a little like weird because it was like very la- like the crowd was loud, but mm-hmm. they were it was also like quiet loud. Like, it felt like the speakers I, yeah. in the crowd were cranked up to 11, you know? I mean, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Triple H is a huge metal fan. I mean, he's a big uh, well, yeah. Spinal Tap fan. Turned him up to 11. Yeah. Um, but did you get? Did you kind of hear that same thing as well, or is that just me? Uh, no, no. You know, it was very contrived. It sounded very... Um, they, they got a bunch of people in a room to make chants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that noise was pumped into the crowd and the crowd had no other choice but to repeat the chants because they they had the you know holy shit chant and i don't know where they would pick that and, up and all of a sudden you would hear claps and you would hear like like yeah like that type of clap you know yeah and, the, and then there was this one little girl screaming her ass ba- for, it, it was one of the women's matches right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it was the Bianca. Yeah, was it Bianca? I don't know. Yeah, it was the Bianca Bailey match. And it just, you heard a little girl screaming in the background, just really loud over everybody. Yeah. And then there was some really uh, written out chants. Um, was it Bray Wyatt? We, we love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were weird. Yeah, yeah. We love you. Oh, man. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It, it just felt really strange. And I'm um, not saying the people there weren't fans, you know. No, but I could totally see like, okay, this side of the crowd, you say say what I say. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? Um, but you know, not much of a show. I, I'm not much of a show overall. I mean, including the wrestling, the matches on the show. Uh, the tag team match, I think, was easily my favorite match of the night. Jose, what did you think of the show? Like overall um, match wise, you know, hooray! You know, <laughs> they didn't push. <laughs> they didn't push stories forward. No. They, you know, kept them going. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's almost like a patch on a train track. Yeah, I mean, I guess with uh, it's ending the Logan Paul stuff, or is it because we're gonna get no. Jake Paul now? Oh, Great. Christ. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me just say, Logan Paul is a hell of an athlete. Yes. Um, he's not hurt. He was he was springing off the uh, those uh, corners. Well, right the, of... the you're right. The MCL, the ACL, and meniscus tear. He said he had. Jesus Christ! Everything that he ha- every every tear in that leg, he wouldn't have been able to walk, not stand up, nothing. He... Oh God! You know, you're 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 making wrestling look really bad. Talking that smack. Oh, there's no, oh. you know that. What do you th- what do you think was going to happen? Wrestling isn't real. Well, I mean, come on, man. Don't delegitimize it well, more. Oh, wait, what what do you mean by that? What how was he delegitimizing? I didn't hear this. Well, you know because look, check it. He he took a picture. Yeah, and he had some ice on his knee, and he was like, "Oh, I tore everything in my body. I broke my back. My spine is off. Yeah. I dislocated my shoulders, yeah, yeah. but I'm okay. Here's in my Well, I mean, same as like with uh with like Jay Uso. You know, they said he had a broken or he's they had a broken wrist, and they right. were still pushing that narrative. Through the show and even mm-hmm. after the show, it was Michael Cole saying, "Oh, you know, Jay Uso is going to get a MRI on Monday." And I'm like, "He's going to fly mm-hmm. all the way back to the states and then get an MRI." I, I, mm-hmm. I think he's going to get it. if his wrist was broken, he'd probably get checked out in Saudi really quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? At yeah. least just to get a cast on it. Nonetheless, <sighs> yeah, no, but but three tears, come on, that's excessive, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And that's totally just to get you off the show for a couple months. Yes. And well, like I said, and then come so, back to WrestleMania. Rumble. Oh, yeah. He'll come back. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Book it. Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. That would get everybody on Bad Bunny's side. That would get Bad Bunny oh, yeah. over. I just yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah. You want to get Bad Bunny he's over? He's not over already? Uh, Well, he, he's over with me. I mean, he's over, I think, with a good chunk of the fans but at the same time there is a good portion of the fans who are like he's not a real wrestler and yeah it could be biased it could be whatever you know okay well logan paul just leapfrogged a thousand wrestlers and got a world title shot that's i mean a universal shot that's true but let's get into the show it kicked off with the fucking biggest pyro display i've seen since ever i think uh mania four it was big. It, and it, the fact of the matter is, is that Pyro was going off in front of the screen. And you could not see anything besides just white light on the screen. I was like, okay, a little much. Yeah, yeah they, they went balls out for this one. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar was the opening match of the show. And uh, <laughs> I feel like this was just a match to get Brock in front of the Saudi crowd, you know? Um, yeah, totally. Because nothing happened in the match. <clears throat> Um, it was not a fun match. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say nothing. But, yeah, well, okay. okay, hold on. Bobby yeah. went after Brock's knee, you know, mm-hmm. and then he just kept going after. It. And then Brock all of a sudden suplex city F five, you know, and he got the win. Yeah, well, I mean, we know the formula, right? Yeah, well, and, and it was it was like the F five, and then you know Bobby puts in that hurt lock. Anyway, so for the hurt lock was cool. Back and forth with each other, you know. Like I said, Bobby's working the knee of Lesnar while Lesnar is still taking Bobby to Suplex City, dropping him directly on his neck. I don't know why. And Bobby has a weird way of taking these German suplexes. He did in the past. He got injured in the past by Brock. It's something. He's, he, he's a huge man. I mean, yes, you can tell when he put that hurt lock on Brock. It was two giant sausages just locking up. <laughs> You know, Uh, because the finish of this match saw uh, Bobby Lashley applying the hurt lock to Brock Lesnar for about a minute or two. And Brock's kind of fading. But then he eventually kicks himself back on the turn from the turnbuckle. And Bobby Lashley, with his shoulders down, decides to just double down on the move and lock his legs in. 
as well as the mm-hmm. arms and uh he evidently or eventually gets pinned because of this and it's because his shoulders are down for three seconds he ignores the count like yeah th- didn't it feel like it was off like that the finish wasn't supposed to go off that way like that particular the way they ended i felt like it was but i felt corner. like it was either like last minute or something because it just was weird, man. Especially for an opening match, yeah. like maybe for mm-hmm. like a mid uh, middle of the show match. You know what I mean? I would have been like, fine, that's whatever. But the opening match should have been fun and like got the crowd going. And this was just, yeah, kind of you. You kind of want fast and you know energetic at the beginning. Yeah, not like a you know a massive. Um, you know, wear down a thon or what have you. But it was a fast match, though, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't write the times down, but I felt like it was pretty yeah, fast. I'm, I'm sure it's 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I think shorter, probably right, 10 or less, I think. Yeah. yeah. In a row. Next up, we have Asuka and Alexa Bliss backstage. Uh, Byron's interviewing the two of their upcoming match, and all of a sudden, they're interviewing in front of a screen, and the screen glitches and shows Bray Wyatt's logo, yeah. and it visibly disrupts alexa you know you could tell she's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry um wait what wait hold on what and then even michael cole adding you know oh we'll see uh how alexa's relationship with bray plays out you know we don't know how is she gonna handle this you know you kind of kidnapped her and she had uh was it what is that called the syndrome when you're like you, you, stockholm. stockholm syndrome yeah well, yeah, it, it, that's what it was, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, in reality, if there was, if there are no demons, it had to be Stockholm. That's what I say. It's gotta be Stockholm. Anyways, uh, next up, Alexa Bliss and Oscar defend their newly won one last week on Monday Night Raw uh, women's tag team titles against Damage Control. Um, I don't know. Like I said. It was a match. It was an okay match. Certainly better than the opener, in my opinion. It should have opened. Yes, this definitely should have opened. Michael Cole makes mention of Tony Greya in this match. Okay. Which he was like, oh, you know, Dakota Kai's from New Zealand, just like Tony Greya. And I'm like, who? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. And I'm like, Triple H, listen to me, buddy, pal. (laughs) I love, love, love that you are incorporating other things in wrestling other storylines the past you know saying pete done oh f- uh, saying butch is a former nxt uk champion you know things of that nature so when he goes above and beyond to do things like that you know talk about the bullet club it's great but they did mention bullet club a few times once. uh well, well they said yeah you're right you're right yeah we'll get into that but yeah, yeah. Uh, but tony grea uh, or tony grea I, uh, I had to look him up i had to figure out who he was you got me. I had no idea. Thought he was your favorite. I thought you had the Tony Gray like shirt collection in your in your closet. I'm, I'm actually hiding a poster. Right yeah. <laughs> it's actually right down here, right lower behind me. Um, let's see. Um, and you know, like I said, I do enjoy times though when Michael Cole is. I don't know if he's being told to do this because, like I said, it's off and on. He's bringing up a lot of history when he's doing commentary now. Yeah. Uh, even making um, maybe maybe it's his little touch. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And even making mentions of EO and Asuka's past uh, in their uh, stable in Japan with uh, with EO's, I guess, EO Sky's sister, which would her name was Mio Shirai. I guess it would be Mio Sky now because mm-hmm. EO Sky's in wrestling. If your sister's last name changes, your last name changes, too. Mandatory. It's mandatory. Or you're not related anymore. Uh, I don't know why. I wonder what happened to Mio Shirai. But anyways, the fact that he's uh, doing things like that, I really like it. Anyways, let's get to the finish. I saw Alexa uh, hitting Kai with a DDT. Uh, she goes to the top, and out of nowhere, Nikki Cross runs in, hits Alexa Ooh. with a twisting DDT. Kai goes for the cover and the pin, and the win wins their WWE Women's Tag Team titles back. Um, Jose, yeah. What did you think of the match, Jose? Yeah, you know, fun, fun, entertaining match. Good finish. Yeah. Changes. Uh, it, you, it was a surprise. Um, didn't see it coming. Now, I thought it was dumb to uh, switch titles again like this so fast. Despite, you know, the women's tag titles, they're, they don't mean it. I'm not going to sit here and say they're meaningless because I think that's it's not right to say about any championship. But at the same right. time, they don't mean as much as like the universal title. 
You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. yeah. So to do they're that. a step above like twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Um, and this also does open up Alexa now. Uh, Alexa and Oscar can kind of go do their own things. That team was just thrown together weeks ago to back up Bianca Belair, and Oscar. Yeah. She can go do better things. Alexa, I mean, she's obviously going to be doing something with Bray White again, you know? Um, yeah, possibly Nikki. Well, she'll feud with Nikki, and I think that... On the way there. Exactly. She's going to feud with Nikki. Nikki will, you know, she'll be distracted. Alexa will be distracted by Bray, and then all of a sudden, Nikki will win all her matches against her. She's like, I'm lost. Or, I'm lost without you. Yeah. Or... Or... Um, Nikki could push her to the point of no return. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. She'll push, she'll push and push and push, keep doing evil things to get Alexa to finally, you know, pop a cap, yeah. so to speak. Uh, next up, the Paul brothers arrive to the arena with their entourage. Uh, Jake Paul has some really ugly fucking looking title with him. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's. It's like a homemade title. I think he gave him to himself. To himself. It, it was like some. It was like. Somebody melted a bunch of crayons and then poured it over John Cena's USA spinner belt title. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Next up, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, And, uh, man, I want it. I want, I want to like Karrion Cross. I really do. He just like everything about him is like cool. But like you ever see someone that's just like, he's just not fucking relatable. Like there's yeah. no, and he's nothing about him. Like he's, there's no spice. He's bland. Like it. And I've talked a lot, a lot in the past about Dusty Rose and how he connected with the people. And I said there are people nowadays like John Moxley who just have that Dusty Rose fucking connection with the people. Karrion Cross is the exact opposite. You know what I mean? To where like he's got a like a hot woman next to him. He's got a hot body. He's got a nice, you know, good haircut, great music, great entrance, theatrical. But it's just... He has no connection to anybody. Do you think that has to do with the uh, Vince McMahon treatment he received when he first joined the company? <sighs> or when he first came back? No, because, you know. You think that probably flattened a lot of his steam that he probably had well, at, you know, at Impact? Even in, in uh, NXT, you know, when he was the NXT champion, he came in and all of a sudden ran through the world, ran to the world title scene, became the champion. And it was kind of that same feeling of just, yeah, he has good matches, but there's nothing. Why care for this guy? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing there behind him. There's no, there's no reason for me to buy him. He might leave, need a little character development. Yeah. Um, this match kind of had everything you would have from uh, nowadays carrying a cross match. A ton of interference, or at least attempted interference by Scarlet. At one point, as was teased weeks before, as uh, there was one point where Drew starts, he's about to climb the gate or the fence and then Scarlet climbs up the other side and she's just like, no, and he's just like, oh, okay, (laughs) never mind. I won't do it. It's fine. I'll go back. And also, you know, when he tried to escape the cage, uh, Scarlet hits or gets him with the mace to the face, which I don't know. Okay. Again, Come yeah. On, Drew. You should you didn't see that coming? It, the whole mace thing, it's like things like that, if you're gonna do it, in my opinion, do it something different every time. You know what I mean? Like one day it'll be the mace, one day oh she had brass knucks. One day it's gonna be oh my god, you thumbtacks, oh my god, set him on Rosin fire. Dust. You know, yeah. uh, chalk dust or what have you. Yeah, huh? exactly. Oh, he's blinded by the by the 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 salt, this Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fuji yeah. was the salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's one point where uh, Scarlet locks the door with a key, and Drew just says, "Ah, fuck it," <laughs> climbs over. I'll just climb. I'll just bro. climb because you know apparently there's no other way for me to win than go through a door. Mm-hmm. And then while he's climbing, Scarlet tries to take the uh, lock off and let Karen out of the the door, but he's too slow, and Drew wins. That's, and they blame it on her. And that, it's the woman's fault. A, she 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 couldn't unlock the door in time. Yeah. She shouldn't have locked it up in the first place. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. And, and I wonder even how good of a match would be if those two were to have one without any bullshit finish. You know. Hmm. I mean, Drew Drew's good, but I don't think he's a general like you know most would like 
to believe. I mean, even if you, like you think to about be. it too, it's like that first match, it was that bullshit pin. The second match had Nikki Cross getting involved. And now it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Scarlet getting, even though Drew wins, you know, it's still, I don't know. Yeah, this is Raw 94 all over again. You don't talk bad about 1994 WWE, okay? I'm not having it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Next up, let's move on to the OC versus Judgment Day. And this, you, like you mentioned, Michael Cole does make extensive mentions of the Bullet Club, the IWGP championships, including Carl Anderson and uh, his never open weight title. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Big Luke Gallows being one half of the former IWGP tag team champions uh, saying that Finn Balor was the one that started the club. You know what I mean? And now Mm -hmm. the AJ eventually took over the club. Carl Anderson was involved. Luke Gallows, you know, at least, at least they said uh, bullet club once just at the beginning of that, that talk, that speech. Um, He was like, uh, Finn actually was uh, the founder of the book club. And then every sentence. Yes, that, I noticed the that club, the club, the club, the club. And I wonder if I wonder how official this really is, because I've mentioned before about my my theory on the um, the secret society in wrestling, the, the, the wolf pack society or whatever they want to call themselves. What did they call themselves? The click, uh, the, click. the click. Yeah, it could just be the click. Um, but there's something going on in wrestling to where there's a group of guys and it's nothing like where they're like, oh, we're changing. It's, I think it's just a group of guys watching out for each other. You know what I mean? Kind of sticking together. But, uh, you know, you see like the Bullet Club throughout multiple companies. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw it up the two sweet. Yep. Uh, so Anderson. Yeah. So this was just a, a six man tag match. A lot of. A lot of crazy shit. Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio looked good in this match, you know? He was decent, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, anyways, uh, eventually AJ goes for the Phenomenal Forearm. The ref gets distracted, and Ripley grabs AJ and hits him with uh, an electric chair onto the edge of the ring. Because hardest part of the ring. Uh, AJ eventually rolls into the ring and gets a shotgun dropkick to the corner and... Fuck, one of the nastiest coup de gras I've seen in a long time because Finn mm-hmm. bounced off of AJ's mm-hmm. chest when he came down. Uh, I mean, it was a fun match. Definitely more uh, interesting than uh, the matches before it, you know? Sure, but we still, we still get that screwy finish. Oh, yeah, with uh, Rhea Ripley getting involved. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And But see, that's the thing is they, they were just – this was a show for the Saudi crowd or the Saudi prince mm-hmm. or whoever. Um, yeah. So they were just trying to appease the people in the crowd, not caring about like the wrestling fans at home. And the fact that I think they're putting it on is just like, well, it's, it's we fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think at this point they're pretty, um, they're pretty, pretty uh, cognizant of the fact that we don't really watch this show very, yeah, very much. I don't think the, this show gets the numbers that they expected to get at the, the first the first time they uh drew up the deal right yeah oh yeah well you remember when it first started everyone's like oh, i'm not watching this show Fuck this saudi arabia what How dare you I, wear my pearls to clutch hey look it given <laughs> condemn that shit oh is there a ghost in my yeah is there a ghost in my house Uh-oh. you see that it was it was just halloween you see that it just like went like kind of like it's an apparition yeah dude there's an apparition in my room. That's crazy. This turned into a ghost pot. I just felt the chill too. Whoa, Whoa bro. Anyways, keep an eye on my screen. Only. Okay, but yeah. Anyways, um, you know, if it wasn't for if if it wasn't for uh, City Wrestling Radio, I wouldn't be watching this show anyway. You know? <laughs> just, just, just because I know it's a it's a it's you know it's just a glorified house yeah. show, like you say, yeah. with a lot of fireworks. Yeah. A lot of fireworks. Oh, that's the one thing I forgot to mention. Okay. So one great fucking thing about that Karrion Cross uh, uh, Drew McIntyre match that mm-hmm. I, it wasn't even the match when they were coming down to the ring, they had this fucking the coolest like I I didn't even think it was a real at first but it's it, apparently it was real like it, these were two thousand drones in the sky it was a drone show oh yeah I've never seen one and you, you can see at one point when Karrion Cross had come down Scarlett and him are like. Holy shit! Look at that. That's fucking cool. They did it for the uh, the last Olympics in Japan. I did say. they? 
Yeah, it was a really cool show. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's like flags and stuff. This is like no, no, no. This it is was, like a, a like a, a sand clock and a claymore sword. And then I didn't they do uh amazing. That was amazing. Oh, and they did um uh <laughs> Bianca's uh the it was like a giant lips with a with a, the hair braid. It's kind of uh-huh. weird, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, almost versus Braun Strowman. Almost has new gear. I, I didn't see. Yawn. Uh, Braun's a cruiserweight in this match. Yawn. Braun wins. Yawn. This was there any hints dropped of a, a white reunion? No, or? no, 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 no. It was just a, it was just a match. No. So I, so it, it literally was. You know, it was almost uh, you know outpowering, but it was so slow. Like yeah, I bet. Like yeah. even like I'm like Braun, dude. Speed this fucking match up, homie. Like, pull some Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Hit a 619. Do something. I want to see something at this point. Because he's way smaller than almost. And, yeah. like, way smaller. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go through the match, really. But, you know, the end of the match, there was just, like, a point where, like, they're waiting to get that Andre spot. The Hogan-Andre spot, you know? The body slam. Yeah, so he tries to body slam him in the match a few times. It doesn't work. And eventually he gets him in the corner, bounce... Did he did he do that? Oh my back! At first, yeah, yeah, but not as exaggerated as Hogan was. Where okay, Hogan was okay. like, oh, "Oh, guys, you see yeah, that this?" That brought him down to yeah, that brought him down to like one knee. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, eventually, he gets the power slam, wins. Yawn. Next match: Brawling Brutes versus Usos. This was my favorite fucking match of the night because it was a pretty fucking good match. Okay, I'll go back and watch. It. Uh, <laughs> you gave up. I did. Uh, That's a good match. Uh, so the brawling brutes, the entire match, are paying homage to uh, Sheamus, who isn't there for some reason. I don't know. A lot of people aren't in Saudi Arabia, so whatever. See, I now that I think about it, I blame the lead-in to this match. The lead-in was Braun yeah, man. versus Amos. So that that just put me to sleep. I missed this match because of that. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. White noise to Jay Uso by Rich Holland. Uh, he, Ridge does the, the, the 10 bells of the bass. What I can't remember what it's called. What's it? You know what I'm talking about where he, Seamus hits him on the chest in the mm, corner. Yeah. Uh, eventually the Usos get an atomic one D to P Oh, sorry, butch. And, uh, I get the pin. Jimmy gets the pin and the win to retain the title. Uh, this is a great match. Uh, like I said, like I said, it was said by Michael Cole that Jay suffered a broken wrist on the European circuit, oh, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. No signs of a break. We'll see. We'll see. Next up, Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Uh, Exceptional. Was, uh, I like this match. It was, it was really it was fun. A good match. It was a good match. Uh, it fun. was a hardcore match. You know, a lot of good stuff. Uh, they're really using the environment to their advantage. Uh, the, although there was a lot of spots that were like, "Ha you're trapped. You can't get up." And I'm like, "No, that person can easily get up." Yeah. And but it's it's a new aspect to to the match, right? No, it is. It is. Um. So it's a match. They go back, a hardcore match, go back and forth. Last woman standing. There's a point, like I said, where Bianca is trapped behind the ring stairs between that and the the the, the ring. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like under one set of stairs, like under the other one. And then Bailey just like, she's like pulling the ladder out from the ring. And then she's like trying to like lay it on, but she can't lay it on top. So she just like, mm-hmm. it's like on the ring, like two feet above, not even touching it. And they're like, Oh my God, she puts the ladder up above it and making yeah. it impossible to get out. Yeah. Um, so they can't all be hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. They battle up to the top of the, the ramp. Eventually Bailey uh, gets, goes full Kenny Omega and gets the golf cart out of nowhere and drives over to the middle of the uh, stage. Her and Bianca battle back and forth. Bianca gets control, throws Bailey on the top of the golf cart, and drives full speed at five miles an hour down to the ring. <laughs> hey man, those things are scary. And Bailey's <laughs> hanging on to the top too, like because she's on the. Yeah. And so, okay, what they were attempting to do because there is a a table at the ringside. What I think mm-hmm. they were attempting to do was they were yeah. Bianca was going to drive at full speed and then slam on the brake and then Bailey yeah. was going to flip over onto the table. Exactly. What ended up happening is Bianca <laughs> drove to the end, slammed on the brake, and Bailey didn't move. <laughs> and so then Bianca gets out and she's like whipping her with her hair. Bailey grabs it and then she throws Bailey 
onto the the table, but the she's like bounces off the edge of the table. Yeah. Which is like yeah. fuck, dude. That's got to hurt even worse. And then after that, gets power bomb through the table. You gotta you gotta break the table because that power bomb, that, all that was an audible. Yeah. Um, audible after audible after audible. There were like three in a row. They get back into the ring. Uh, Bianca starts throwing a bunch of chairs into the ring and then eventually hits the KOD on Bailey onto a chair. Um, but even despite that, uh, she puts Bailey in between a ladder and under the corner of the one of the ring posts mm-hmm. or the bottom rope. And uh, yeah, so she's like, quote unquote, trapped under this ladder. But it's like I said. Mm-hmm. There's e- like she can easily get out, and Bailey's like, "Oh no, oh no, like, I'm trapped." For her foot was oh, trapped. You didn't see that? I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was original. I, it, only if they I, and I gave they made it look make it look a little bit more believable. It just like I said, ba- a little bit. You're you know this is professional it, wrestling. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to say is that the finish like that made to me made Bianca seem a little weak. Because she just hit the KOD to Bailey on a fucking chair. And it wasn't enough. Bailey should have been out. Bailey should have been out at that point, and that should have been the match right there. But the fact of the matter is, is they want to say, like, Bianca squeezed one out because she was smarter, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. the smartest in the match. Um, But I don't know. The finish, you're right. It was creative, but at the same time, hmm, hmm. Mm. Oh no, I didn't feel like that because um, this actually makes Bailey a little bit stronger. She's been on a losing streak against uh, Bianca. I I could see that too. So this gives her some cred and it gives her some something to hang on to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, no, you had to use a ladder to trap. But me. just I, you never knocked me out for the full tank. I know, but the whole KOD like if she if hitting a KOD onto a chair doesn't knock Bailey, what will knock somebody out for Bianca? And if that's her finisher, she's not finishing her. Oh no, Bailey's gonna be in the Wyatt family. Well, mentioning <laughs> Wyatt, can, next I up can. Bray Wyatt. He comes out to the ring and uh, uh, he had a drone show Wyatt. too. Well, because yeah, he, uh, he he wanted to talk and they fans wanted to see him. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and they understand everything he's talking about. You know what I think that was? I think that one was for us, not us mm-hmm. at City Wrestling Radio. Fuck, they don't give a shit about us. I'm talking about us, the fans. Like <laughs> yeah. I think. Putting Bray on was a way to be like, watch Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk. And given he didn't he, he didn't talk all nonsense, <laughs> you know, because he, he hints at yeah. stuff now. Bray yeah. always yeah. will talk nonsense. And he does. Hey, man, I got a prestigious wrestling family and they're all better than me. I'm trying to be better, man. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, OK, I get it. You're hinting at you have a family. Somebody, you know, somebody in your family was a better performer than you. Hinting at his father and also, uh, I believe, his was it his grandfather, Blackjack Mulligan? Yes. And also his brother, Bo Dallas, mm-hmm. who I am firmly behind uh, him and being. His, and, his, and his uncle or cousin, Kendall Wyndham. Kendall Wyndham? <laughs> There's a Kendall Wyndham. Uh, is he a wrestler? Yeah. All right. Well, He's a skinnier version of... Um... The original one, the Barry. Okay, Wyndham. he's super. He, the little brother of uh, Barry Wyndham. Okay, super skinny, very lanky. Um, he was in the same class as Dustin Rhodes. Okay, like they they came up on the circuit together. Well, like I said, uh, he goes on and on talking about how he's failed and he didn't want to be here. Sometimes, man, and sometimes he just he doesn't want to let it go. All of a sudden, fucking the screen turns on. Uncle How is it Uncle Howdy? Uncle Howdy, Uncle Howdy shows yeah. up on the screen. It's obviously Bray's voice, though. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't write exactly what he said down, but he was just saying things like, you know, like you you're going to fail. You're going to release, you know, the, the demon hide behind that mask because it feels so good. And yeah, I'm so scared what it feels like when you take it off. Well, here's the answer. Don't ever take it off. Never take it yeah. off. You know what? Hap- you know what? How I control my anger. <laughs> I never stopped getting angry. All right, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the whole Bray Wyatt, they better do something fucking quick because I'm kind of getting to that point it, where I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't care. Don't fucking care. Halloween was your was your inflection Well, okay. Point. Oh, I'm using a lot of big words today, by the way. Uh, but yeah, that that was the, the point where they should have dropped the bomb, right? That's the day he should have put on. Yeah. Um, that, that's the day something should have happened. 
Uh, yeah, but they are doing some of the Alexa, and I'm hopeful with that. Uncle Howdy, all, fold those two into the mix, being Bo and Alexa. Yeah. Do, do you think? Um, do you think the Alexa thing is uh, equivalent to the Live thing, where they kept showing little stickers of the moth everywhere Live was? I wonder. So it's a little like uh, a swerve. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of them, and it could be Live, and maybe they're just doing that with Bray. Maybe Alexa will try to warn, you know, Live like. Don't go near him. Don't follow him. He's right. a false prophet. Yada yada, you know. Yeah, I saw somewhere online. Doesn't Bray have a sister? A sister? Yes. Uh, I think so. You I've, I've heard that. Your yeah. sister will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's really his sister that comes out as sister. Ab- sister hey! Abigail. Oh. I don't know. Maybe she's not. She's like I work in accounting. I don't. I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but next up, the main the main event of the night: Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. So, okay, there's one thing I kind of want to talk about, the start of the match. They mentioned Mm -hmm. something, go, oh, there's only four people in all of history that stand in front of Roman Reigns as, like, the the longer reigning champions. Mm -hmm. They said it's uh, Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, and Pedro Morales. Now, Mm -hmm. I did the research, and they are mentioned, they're comparing, you know, uh, WWE Championship Reigns to Roman's universal championship reign. Well, although both being top titles of the company, not the same title because Roman Reigns has only held the WWE title for, I believe 218 plus days. And you would know this if you followed our, uh, our Instagram, uh, was it 218 days? I believe. Well, I was a couple days ago. I posted 215 when I posted, Shame on you, WWE. Shame on you. Where Roman was been the universal champion for like 790 plus days, you know? Okay. 90 something days. And, and, but does it count? Does the uh, reign as the universal champion? Well, as a universal champion. Yeah, but it's not the WWE champion. Yeah, but they were comparing it like, but they were, I'm saying they they were comparing it like it was. They're cheaters. Well, they are. And even at the end, they were like, oh, Roman has been a, Champion for seven hundred something days. Uh, also, for some reason, I got this weird vibe when I was watching the show. I'm like, Roman's gonna make a really cool grandpa. <laughs> like, like, like he's gonna be like, hey, he's gonna have like two kids on each shoulder. Like, it's hey, good ice cream, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a random thought I had. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, Logan Paul, hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. He was fucking great in this match. But at the same time, everything that was done in this match was like, one, two, move. One, two, move. One, two, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where, like, Roman is even laying down for an extended amount of time. I don't know. Roman made the match, right? Those near-fall kickouts, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. He had to have. You know what I mean? He was the yeah, only one. Yeah. Um, Logan was good. To that extent, I will I will uh, give Roman Reigns super props. He can be a ring general and carry someone through a good match. I mean, this wasn't you know a five star you know classic match, but it was a very decent veteran now. Very good main event for a pay per view. Um, He made the kid look good. Kid, he's like thirty (laughs) five. Yeah, I think he's my he's like thirty five. Yeah, thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, but uh, eventually. Uh, Logan Ball does take Roman to the outside, sets him up on the Arabic announce table, and uh, grabs a phone from his entourage, hits a frog splash while live streaming. So that's something mm-hmm. new, kind of kind of like a video game finisher. It felt like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, Usos come out. They take out Paul's entourage. Out comes Jake Paul, who takes out both the Usos. Out comes so. Out comes Solo Sokoa. Boo that move! Shame on you, Triple H. Shame. But for Jake Paul. To, to knock out both yeah, Uso brothers. Yeah, yeah. With, with these just single punches. And the second punch was shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're both out there, and apparently one has a fucking broken wrist. So that's something yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, the Uso eventually, like I said, Solo Sokoa comes out, Jake Paul and him, and the refs separate them. And I'm like, what? The, what? Where were you two minutes yeah, ago? Yeah, exactly. Um, Eventually, though, Logan does get into the ring after all the distractions. Superman punched to a spear, and Roman Reigns uh, is still your, you know, champion of sorts, Universal WWE. It doesn't matter compared to the company. I, I don't know. I don't know anyone, anyone, superhero or not, that can climb the turned up turnbuckle and leap six feet across the ring on a torn MCL ACL 
BLT, <laughs> Michael Rogers. Yeah. I, dude, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I do get it. I, I know exactly what's happened. What? I, I mentioned it yeah. earlier. This is, you know, just storyline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're writing them off for TV. Yeah, definitely. Well, so he was at the Rumble, number 25. Well, let's move on. Crown Jewel is over. It's done. We move on. Time to get in some news. Yeah, let's, let's fucking finally it. get into. I felt like we talked about Crown Jewel for yeah. way too fucking. Yeah, long. Maybe we spent a little bit too much time on that. It's all right, whatever. Sorry, guys. There was a lot to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, one person we know who is going to be going back overseas to is Shinsuke Nakamura because January first, twenty twenty three, Nakamura is set to face off against the Great Muda at Pro Wrestling Noah. This will take place at Budokan Hall. And although Muda is on his quote unquote retirement tour, Shinsuke is one of the, is one of the few WWE wrestlers who's being allowed to wrestle in other companies. Uh, Shinsuke goes on to say, and this is in an interview he had with Tokyo Sports. It's nothing but a miracle. He added, he goes, of course I want to do it. I opened a door that no one could break in. Ha ha. It's a real forbidden door. Shinsuke, where did you get that from? Uh, so this is actually Shinsuke's second attempt to get this match um, approved because yeah. under the old regime, the w, the old Vince McMahon regime, uh, he <clears throat> was denied this match but felt like he would give it a second go after the regime change and was successful. Now, Jose, where is this quote-unquote... He mentioned the Forbidden Door, and I'm always going to ask about it. Where is this fucking Forbidden Door leading? Because they seem to be really cool about some people going places, like Shinsuke Nakamura going to Pro Wrestling Noah, but yet they're telling Carl Anderson, like, no, you can't go to Japan to drop the title. What's going on here? Really simple, and it might surprise you, but it's going nowhere. (laughs) This is a one-time thing. Um, it, it, it's an off event, so it's not for a major company, right? It's just like yeah. his, his, you know, like an indie send off. Yeah, non competition. This is this is a nothing, a nothing favor for Shinsuke. I'm sorry, bro. I know we've been treating you like shit in NXT. You were the shit. So now we're gonna give you a chance to, you know, do this. He, little ta- he gig takes for, Triple H surfing. You know, a legend. Yeah. Well, the, Muda is a legend. Definitely. We'll let you do this to, you know, give give props to the legend. After this. We're done. Yeah. Uh, no, de- and not with done with Shinsuke. They're just done, you know, doing this forbidden door stuff. Well, you know, I don't know about that because I I do think that we're gonna not see like wrestlers like excursions or like oh my god it's this tag team from it's the Usos in New Japan. The Bullet Club. Jay Jay White is here. Exactly. You're not gonna see that, but I do see more opportunities to say like. If Pete Dunn wanted to go wrestle at, you know, his hometown promotion that he wrestled in growing up, you know, just to fucking mark everyone out. Something like that nature. I can see that happening from now on. Uh, Mandy Rose does something for stardom. Uh, I don't know about all that, okay. but it would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think Mandy Rose is cool, dude. I, and it's not just because she's a good looking woman. I, she's fucking she's awesome. She's awesome. Uh, she's she's growing. She's been she was humanized to me, and I hate to say humanized, but like because people on TV sometimes it's just like you look at them, especially people like who are extremely good looking or look like they have a lot of money or are famous or whatever. You look at them, you're like, oh, they're not a real person. But she had this. Karen Cross. Yeah, exactly. She had this video that played like on WWE.com. It was like where they came from. And she was like mm. at her family's deli in New Jersey. And she's mm. like, Hey, forget about it. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, Mandy's a real person. Yeah. yeah and she's yeah. A good You know what really salted up her at the beginning of her career is the tough enough stuff. I see. I don't remember that. I do. And I remember that she left because she couldn't stand being without her boyfriend. You know, the shows are edited and sometimes they're, they're scripted. But, you know, her storyline there was, ooh, 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 I miss my boyfriend. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. This is too hard. It is. It is hard. That that major dent in her career for that. Yeah. But, you know, she's she's blown past it now, and she's, you know, the Mendy. Yeah, put some respect in her name, okay? That's yeah. what she says. But let's move on to something else somebody has been uh, saying online. Because last last Friday, the boss took to Instagram. No, 
not to tell us she didn't start the fire, but to tell us that she's got something crazy in the works. Crazy. And I thank anyone who got that joke, by the way. But now Sasha didn't uh, No, Sasha. She didn't give specific details on what's happening, but she did mentioning that she's been waiting six months for this. She goes on to saying, as time passes, there's been so much growth and there's been so much beautiful opportunity and a journey that I've been loving. But as the time also goes on, the date is coming that I've been waiting for for the past six months and I can't wait, but I'm really gonna make the most of this November to make all my dreams happen in preparation for this date that I've been waiting for. I'm very excited and I hope you guys come along for this journey, which I know a lot of you have been uh, with me for so long, so thank you, but I want to let you know that there's gonna be some something so fucking crazy coming. Hmm. So here's the thing. When I'm reading this, Jose, I I first think, oh, non-compete clause will be up or there'll be something like, oh, the end of her contract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what what do you think this is saying? Do you does do you think what do you think is in the works? Because she also does stuff in Hollywood. Okay. She does stuff for uh, yeah, Mandalorian. Maybe they're filming a new Mandalorian season. T- taking the words right out of my mouth. Um, you know, she has Hollywood aspirations. Could be a new movie. Could be her inclusion in the Ahsoka series. It could be a WWE return. Yeah. I doubt it's going to be an AEW premiere. I no, 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 no. Well, the- um, it's go- it's going to be one of those things. And God help me if it's like a makeup re- <laughs> makeup product line, I'm out. But see, now that you mentioned it, though, <laughs> I can see like like Boss by Urban Decay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't think because she, she wasn't I, I hope it's she not. wasn't released. She was not released from WWE. Like, yeah. let's make that clear. She still works for technically. She still works for WWE. But what is she talking about? And to me, why would there be a date set six months ahead for a return? Yeah. Unless she was like injured. Why mm-hmm. would she, you know, unless. So I, I do. I think you're right. I think it has something to do with Hollywood. I think she's starting production on something. I don't think. I don't think this is her hinting at a return to WWE. I'm joining the cast of the new George Lopez show. Yeah. Lopez versus Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> so the pilot was all right. Yeah, okay. My girlfriend was like, that guy still has a show. Yeah. He, okay. We could do another show on that show, but <laughs> let's just say the young rock is, is a really good. Show. All right. Let's just say that. Uh, well, did the young rock get a 10 this week? 10 out of 10. From me yeah, personally, yeah. uh, it, it was pretty high up. Uh, Becky, Becky gets a nice, uh, nice. Uh, I shouldn't be doing you. this. I'm shouldn't be doing this when I'm talking about Becky. <laughs> well, I'm doing the ten, like the ten, ten. Yes, yes. hitting at ten. Um, and we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, Be- Becky was a surprising. Uh, as Cindy uh, Lauper, she was a surprise. Yeah, yeah Cindy Lauper, she was a surprise, and she did surprisingly well. Good, good, good. Uh, the you know it's a fun show and it's a good entry level show for people that aren't really wrestling fans or are you know new to yeah. wrestling and you learn a lot about you know the business before. Definitely. Uh, according you know according to Rock, um, but it's a shame that they put it on Friday nights going up against SmackDown. Yeah, when everyone's outside. Yeah, uh, it's, it almost feels like they're putting that show out to pasture, mm-hmm. and it sucks because I I really enjoyed the show. Just like I said, uh, a lot of Rock's things that he does, it's either it's loved by fans, but it's not critically acclaimed. Yeah. I don't know why, but but whether it gets a ten this week or not, somebody who has been reverting to their ten gimmick uh, is Sean Spears in recent weeks on AEW. Uh, he's kind of as you know, he's come back as a face. Uh, I believe it was to help FTR. And uh, he came out uh, uh, next week, next couple weeks, doing his 10 gimmick. And, um, you know, recently on the Renee Paquette uh, podcast, The Sessions, uh, he was talking about his career and his love hate relationship with the industry. He said, He said, My goal is to be a decorated. Uh, is he is my goal is to be decorated is to win a championship in a major company AEW or elsewhere. This that is my deal, just so I can have uh, some time uh, for that prize and show my son the future. 
Ooh, they know the sex of the baby, huh? They do. Uh, yeah, and they're going to be uh, January, I think, right? Oh, wow. That's right around the corner. I, I believe. I'm ripping that off the top of my head, so I could be wrong. Uh, but Spears also added, uh, he goes, being completely honest, I've always seen myself as an intercontinental champion. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he goes, I grew up uh, on the Mr. Perfects and the Rick Roods and the Ultimate Warrior, which we all unfortunately did. And then as I got into <laughs> wrestling, well, I added that last part, sorry. Uh, it w- he goes, as I got into wrestling, it was always seen as the Workhorse Championship. So I've always seen myself in that zone. So in the perfect world, it would be the Intercontinental Championship. Jose, because I, I know Roman got the world title locked up. <laughs> Jose, a lot of people, former NXT wrestlers, talent, whoever, have been jumping back to WWE since Trips has taken over. Um, is Ty Dillinger trying to go back to WWE? And added to that, I mean, he was friends with Cody Rhodes for a long time, and now mm-hmm. Cody's in WWE. Yeah. What's think, going you, on? You would think that he, he actually got brought on to AEW because of Cody, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. Has not been treated very well there, or has not been, I wouldn't say treated very well, but hasn't been utilized as efficiently as he thinks he should be. So, yeah, I can see another uh, WWE run. Triple H is the guy that's bringing everybody back. So, sure, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think he's waiting for his contract to run out in AEW because reverting back to the 10 gimmick, he's trying to get people to remember his 10 gimmick. You know what I mean? And talking about this intercontinental title stuff, to me, it just, it says more and more that he just maybe just doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Or he's trying to push them to be like, hey, guys, I would love an intercontinental title shot. Looking the other way, trying to hope that AEW will be like, oh, oh you, you want a TNT title shot? Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, so talking about that, Dynamite this week had a few... Uh, a few notable moments that we want to talk about mm-hmm. um, because it seemed, I felt like it seemed a little disjointed in a few moments of the show. I don't okay. know why, but mm-hmm. a lot of stuff did happen. Firstly, slap nuts himself. Jeff Jarrett is all elite debuting in the opening match, attacking Darby Allen with a guitar. Now Jarrett was hired as a direct. He, he was hired as the company as director of business development. Now, mm-hmm. some are speculating that AEW might be moving to a house show circuit. What do you think uh, about Jeff Jarrett, Jose? And what do you think he's well, there for the company? Yeah, at WWE, he had a similar job title, right? Yes. Yeah, so an experienced guy knows what he's doing about, you know, booking matches on the road. Not booking matches, booking actually, you know, uh, shows. Yeah. Not booking them as in, you know, making the matches, but bringing them to an event like a promoter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, seems natural to me. Yeah, and he also you know, the one thing that did, did throw me off is when he left his fucking Impact Wrestling music played. I was just like, ah, yeah. I was just like, it just reminded me of my dad watching Impact to be like, this show sucks. What are you watching? <laughs> he would. Uh, oh, and uh, I, I do want to uh, put a little pin in this one where Darby Allen recently said he wanted to take a break. Yeah. That he wanted to be you know missed for a little bit. Yeah. So this might have been him, you know, taking a break, so to speak. I think he was on NXT. <laughs> I do. I, I, I know it's a conspiracy theory, but a couple uh-huh. weeks ago at Halloween Havoc in the fucking haunted house. I didn't mention this, but I'm mentioning it now. There is a guy in a mask and he's fucking skinny and just his manner. They show him for like a minute or two. But to mm-hmm. me, it just was like I was like, that's and it was he was uh, interacting with his ex. Um, uh, God, Priscilla Kelly. You know what's what's her yeah. name there? I can't remember. Uh, Gigi, Gigi Dolan. Yes. And it just, it, I thought it was Darby. Anyways, um, also he would be in so much trouble. He would, but he was. This person was wearing a mask. How would they know? Oh. Anyways, also on the show, <laughs> uh, Tony Khan issued a. Big F you to CM Punk as Cole Cabana was uh, Jericho's mystery partner for the ROH title. Opponent. What did I say? His partner. Opponent. Yes, you're right. Uh, Also, because later this week, every wrestling fan's favorite uncle, Dave Meltzer, uh, wrote in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Cabana appearing uh, led to even more talk because people saw it as a shot at Punk or vindication of the story that Cabana stopped being used in AEW due to Punk. 
whatever it was, it was Tony Khan's idea. What do you think of uh of Colt returning this last week, Jose? Tony Khan has picked sides. Yep. He brought Colt back in, and all of a sudden we see a promo with uh, the Elite being um, blipped out of existence, right? Well, they're back. They're back. Yeah, they're. I mean, but you know, the blip is you know the start of a new storyline. Yeah, exactly. You know with the Death like Triangle. Being erased. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. You can't erase so, us from you know. Yeah, exactly. So it looks like he's picked sides and he's made a decision, and we know what the future holds now. And I was worried for a minute too because, you know, it's just people sometimes just. I didn't want him to get manipulated by Punk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I felt like he made the right decision. If this is this, if that's the decision he made, I felt like he made the right decision. You know what? He watched that scrum back and saw all the disrespect aimed towards him. That he was like, "Fuck this! I Fuck this guy!" <laughs> yeah. Um. I could see him getting pretty heated in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also on the show, Katsuyori Shibata came down to the ring to challenge Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship, which led to a pretty great match on uh, on Rampage, I will say that. But, Jose, I did want to ask you, because this does bring up an important issue uh, in wrestling, I feel like, overall, is uh, injury and you know being cleared to compete. Katsuyori Shibata... I mean, he was allowed to do an exhibition in New Japan, but they had restrictions, but he pushed past those restrictions and, you know, shot with the wrestler in the ring. Paige, uh, uh, Soraya, you know, Brian Danielson, all of these people were people that were not cleared at other companies, but yet when they come to AEW, they're being cleared pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. In the immortal words of the hurricane, what's up with that? (laughs) <laughs> good question um one of two things could be true or maybe there's something else going on that we don't know about number one wwe's doctors are a little bit too strict yeah and they don't want to be held responsible for anybody publicly you know, traded company mm-hmm, and they don't want to be held accountable for somebody's you know serious serious accident um another thing could be true is that aew's doctors are a little bit too lenient or Tony Khan is willing to make these people sign one of those uh, release of liability contracts. Yeah. Look, we'll clear you, but we are not responsible for any damages done to you. Yeah, but, but okay, but how bad would that make the company look if they're like, we know you can possibly get hurt, but we don't yeah. care. It's on you. Like, yeah, yeah. that makes. That's why I. I, I that's but why I don't. I believe, but I don't think that's like you know. Well, that's why I believe you know that maybe WWE doctors were a little bit too careful. Yeah. I could see that. But you know, uh, uh, there could be some other gray area that we don't know about. But uh, even, but Shibata, he didn't wrestle in WWE. He was in New Japan. You're right. right. But, you know, that was a different situation. He had to have, you know, his brain drilled and drained with fluids. You know what I mean? That's that's insane. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and the fact that he's wrestling again says a lot about recovery or whatever. I just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, it to me. If they're good, then sure, that's awesome. But it just it raises questions for me, and it makes yeah, me just just be careful, everybody. Yeah. Just be careful. I like how you know we we talk smack here, but we care about you people's uh, lives. Yeah, and your well beings. We want to see you guys, you know, reach old age very healthy and able. Uh, to Shibata, walk I know you're street. watching or listening. I know you do both. Just we care about you, brother. Okay. <laughs> We love you, Orange Cassidy, I don't think he was mad because I looked better than him and his cost. Anyways, uh, and Ricky Morton got you guys confused. Yeah. Anyways, true story, you guys. True story. He'll tell it. One or he was, or 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 I was just getting worked by a wrestler. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, so let's get into some people who are all elite or possibly all elite because after weeks of speculation, Bandito has finally signed with AEW. This is confirmed by Dave Meltzer Sunday night uh, because um, Bandito is wrestling uh, at PWG and uh, and that's where Dave Meltzer is. <laughs> so it was just funny. It's like, I was like, oh, I know exactly. What I was like, hold on, let me tweet that out real quick. <laughs> uh, Jose Bandito, a former ROH champion, Colt Cabana, do you think Tony Khan is building up the ROH roster or are these guys just going to get lost in the AEW? Because if they're on the main roster, AEW, I feel like they're going to get lost in the shuffle, man. It's already really deep, right? Very I deep. I mean, you have you have 100 shows. Um, not all of them you watched. You know, When's the last time? I don't watch Dark. Ricky, where's Ricky Starks? Where's fucking... I know they're there. Right. Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs. 
I know we mm-hmm. see them every now and again, but what are they doing? Yeah, Nick Cage is—he's chasing the belt, right? Oh, uh, Brian like, Brian uh, Cage, you mean? TV title? Yeah, Brian Cage. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's after the TV like, title or something, yeah. right? Uh, I think he might be in that tournament for the the elim- the world title. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, is, is the World Cup AEW or W? That's WWE? WWE. That's gonna be next week on oh, Friday. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, because yeah. oh, wait, there's a fucking World Cup happening in the winter time, Jose. It's because it's in Qatar. If they did it in Qatar, everybody would die of heat exhaustion uh, or heat stroke. That makes sense. All right. Well, uh, Bandito is all elite, and uh, yeah, he bet he better be. Um, uh, he better be building the Ring of Honor. I hope so. Roster. Yeah, because I mean, he yeah. was former ROH champion. So yeah, how we mentioned last week or two weeks ago, they should make uh, ROH a regional show. You think so? Only showing on the East Coast and accessible only through internet everywhere else. Yeah. Tony Khan's not setting it up like that, dude. He's setting it up know, like a national promotion that's going to compete yeah, with no, his company. Yeah, he should not do that. Yeah. Uh, Mistake. And our, with our last story of the night, in a recently deleted Instagram video, on uh, mm. uh, Nick Aldis said uh, he's given his notice to NWA. That still exists? Yeah, hmm. the national Wrestling Alliance. Uh, is it Alliance or Association? Alliance. Okay. Um, well, I couldn't find the recording, but a lot of sources are saying that Aldis did sp- speak about how him and the owner of NWA, uh, one William Corgan, I like how he's referring to himself that now. I know, I know a Billy Corgan. As, as, I don't know a William Corgan. As, as NWA owner, I am William Corgan. He, he uh, stated having their differences and the organization has got so embarrassing that he can't be a part of it any longer. PW Insider reported that his deal was originally set to expire in 2023. <sighs> Where's all this going, Jose? Good question. I think Billy Corgan was probably pitching an, an idea to Nick Aldis, like, let's get, uh, uh, what's, what's that InfoWars guy's name? Oh, Alex Jones. In- InfoWars. Let's, let's get Alex Jones to be your manager. And he was like, no, 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 no fuck this, I'm out. He's like, um, I think it'd be a great idea. You don't like him, Nick Aldis? <laughs> AEW, WWE, I'd rather see him do a stint in NXT. Um, maybe go to New Japan for a little bit. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I don't see him going, AEW's too I feel like if he went, if he if he would have been in AEW, he would have wrestled there. And he did a little, not a stint there, but he wrestled Cody a few times. Yeah, he wrestled Cody yeah. at the uh, uh, All In. You know the the You're show right. that led yeah, to yeah. AEW, the, the initial the initial um, I, I was gonna say buy in, but yeah, the initial show that led to all of this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That I think Tony that um, led to Tony Khan to believe, oh, it's doable. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, he he, you know, you know who Nick Aldis is. Nick Aldis. He is, he is a Kieran Cross photocopy. Yeah, They're the same guy. They're the same guy. I, I feel like he's a little bit more uh, um, amateurish. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that. I think he's a little bit more charisma than um, Carrion, because Carrion just seems fucking fake. Like he's like this like rich, mm. like biker dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where Nick Aldis mm-hmm. just seems like just some rich asshole who's also like he kind of like he, he to me he has that like I don't want to say Ric Flair vibes, but he does go four horsemen until he yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Goes easily back from, you know, his attire to the suit, back and forth anytime. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. But he, it, <laughs> he knows what he, he's a cross of, no, no, I don't even want to say this. This is dumb. Never mind. All right. I'll tell you offline. I'll tell you offline. Anyways. Okay, no, I'll say it. He's like a cross of Kieran Cross. And what's the champion in uh, Impact? The guy that wears the headgear? <laughs> Josh Alexander. Yes. Yeah, he's he's an amalgamation of both. Yeah. Well, wherever he ends up, I think he's going to end up in, and I think it'd be better to be in WWE. You know what I mean? And that would give a little bit more credibility to the company. Like NXT is fine with me. I'll be fine with that. I, I wonder if he, I wonder, I wonder, you know, because it seems like mm-hmm. now with Triple H at the main roster, why would people, why would people get signed down there? You know what I mean? That is going to be a developmental, even though, you know, I think the days of the old NXT are gone. Like, you're not going to get just top indie guys coming there. We're not going back anymore. But I do think we're going to get those types of shows, but with develop new developmental talent. And Triple yeah, H is going to yeah. train them on how to become those indie stars. That he, those I guess. Ones. But, you know, he doesn't have time for that anymore. That's uh, Shawn Michaels' job. Whatever, yeah. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> same guy. Shawn right? Michaels same, uh, working for Triple Hydra. H. Sorry. Sorry. Same Hydra, same beast. 
Semantics. Two-headed beast. All right. Well, I think that about does it here for today. I'm excited for Survivor Series War Games, by the way. Yes, I am. Well, yeah, yes. I am. I'm a little I hope it's scared. Good. I think it's going to be I'm good. scared, but I, I think it's going to be fine. Um, so, yeah, let's get out of here, Jose. Uh, for yeah. Out of this extra long edition of City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. Oh, I'm Jose Osega. Sorry, guys, we didn't mean it. Oh, did we? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we, did, we didn't try not to. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Have a wonderful day. We minute life see you next time take care bye